Greetings, ladies and gentle germs. Welcome to a solo episode of Your 30 with Marty and the Arrogant Observer. Okay, I'll try my best to explain what's going on here. Um, um, as y'all know, we have kind of been on sort of kind of a hiatus right now. <laughs> um, our schedules have been crazy. Uh, Marty has been working on POH like crazy. So I decided to do one just to kind of check in with you guys. Um, <laughs> and I probably will do this every other week until we get into our regular swing of things. It, it, it depends. I mean, everything is very uncertain like it has been for the last year now. A year has felt like a damn decade. <laughs> it really has. Um, so, without further ado, uh, let's get into Arrogant Observations. 525,600 minutes. 525,000 moments, oh dear. 525,600 minutes. How do you measure, measure a year? In daylights, in sunsets, in midnights, in cups of coffee, in inches, in miles, in laughter and strife. In 2021 and it's the end of february 2021 which means we have been dealing with coronavirus for one year now we have been dealing with coronavirus non-stop for an entire damn year it has not gotten to a point where if i'm not mistaken uh the world health organization officially named coronavirus as a pandemic in March. And that's when all of us kind of went into lockdown. Um, I know for me, I went into lockdown on the 20th, roughly about the 19th or the 20th of March. <laughs> so it hasn't gotten to that point yet. Um, but it's pretty damn close. Um, so I did want to speak a little bit on um, more recent aspects, and that would be um, this past week I got my second dose of the coronavirus vaccine. Now, in a year review that'll pop up sometime between now and October, um, <laughs> we all were talking about, oh, what's going on and when the vaccine first came out we were very apprehensive but i tell you when my job basically said you're available to get the vaccine i have not clicked on something faster in all of my life um the first vaccine i got in january and 
with most vaccines, and this is my own personal, I want to remind everybody that this is my own personal, um, it's my own personal experience and you will have a different experience depending upon a multitude of things. So I just take my experience with a grain of salt. Just for a backup, if you haven't heard it 7,000 times before, you already know that I am someone who has caught the coronavirus, has been hospitalized by for the coronavirus, and had a very serious reaction to it. Um, so the first one that I got, I got it at um, LSU, and I got it, and with most... Um, with most vaccines, I get a little soreness in my arm, but with this vaccine, I had a bit of mild drowsiness and I was like, eh, I shrugged it off. It was like, I I felt a little tired. I got the second dose of the vaccine um, the day after Mardi Gras. I did it Ash Wednesday, which, I mean, Mardi Gras, for the most part, was not. Mardi Gras wasn't anything. It was just, it was just people here, (laughs) people alive. Um, So, I also didn't have anything to celebrate. I mean, there was no parades, no none of that. It was a very dry day. Um, but the second day I had it, I was fine for the most part, but by the end of the day, I got really drowsy and I got really sleepy. And so I just kind of nodded off and nodded back on and nodded off and nodded back on. But I am fully vaccinated for the coronavirus. Um, I still believe in dismantling the patriarchy. Uh, I'm not in love with Candace Owens. Um, I do not crave brains. So all in all, I think I'm good for right now. (laughs) Um, one of the things that I've been kind of reflecting on is the fact that we've been doing this for a year. Um, the, what it feels like is that the whole world has gone to shit (laughs) because a year ago we did not have to deal with face masks. A year ago we weren't freaking out about toilet paper Um, people are still kind of freaking out about toilet paper, but it kind of edged off, you know. Um, we didn't do this show remotely. That was another thing. We didn't do the, we, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. Are you coming over? Are we going to do this at this time? Are you going to do this? And, and it would always be face to face. And we have, I'll tell you right now, done maybe one or two episodes face to face in the course of an entire year. Um, that's not counting any episodes that we did with Fly with Bats podcast. This is exclusively your 30. Um, and 
I've, we've altered life to get used to things. And I just want to just kind of remind people just moving forward. This ain't normal. I know it's been frustrating this last year. And honestly, it's been really frustrating for all of us too. But I just want to remind everybody that this is nowhere near normal. We're not, us as human beings, we're not meant to sit in our houses for extended periods of time. We're not. <laughs> um, I was looking at videos from that period of time where all of us were like, oh, I'm going to bake bread and I'm going to learn the guitar and I'm going to learn a new language and I'm going to watch Tiger King. And we all did like a fraction of that. I know <laughs> because I was trying to break, I was trying to bake bread and, um, you know, we went wild for Tiger King last year. <laughs> Both us and the Flywood Bats podcast, because we were all in quarantine. Um, we are now moving towards sort of the, I'm praying, the kind of last act of this pandemic, so to speak. Um, the highest numbers that we ever had were during the holiday season. The third wave was insane. Um, we have lost almost a half a million people to this virus, which is absolutely staggering. And there are still people out here who do not think that the damn thing even exists. After an entire year, we are still telling dumbasses to wear your mask. We are still telling dumbasses to wash your hands. We are still telling dumbasses, hey, it, the mask goes over your nose and your mouth. It just doesn't go over your nose. Wearing it on the bottom of your chin does not do anything. You are still spreading your nasty ass particles going forward. And I was saying this, I think, to somebody not too long ago. Even when the pandemic is over, after everything that we have gone through, if I feel like I have a cold... Or if I feel like I have the flu moving forward, I'm probably still going to wear a mask. All of us have an abundance of them now. We wear them consistently if we want to go into a grocery store. Um, I'm not wearing that face shield thingy. I, I, I understand. I will double mask if that needs to be possible. And um, the CDC is now telling us that with the variants of COVID that are easily spread, the Brazilian variant, the South African variant, and the UK variant that spreads quicker, it's probably best for you to double mask. Now, with me being fully vaccinated for the coronavirus, I don't, I, I still have to wonder, should I double mask or should I just mask up to not spread any additional particles. Because while the... I, I got the Pfizer vaccine. 
Um, while the Pfizer vaccine is very, 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 very effective, we still have a whole bunch of people running around here. And that's the, I guess, the frustration. We talked about this on the show multiple times before, that if you are infected with coronavirus, you don't, there's such a process of testing to a point where you can test for coronavirus and then walk right on outside and be exposed to coronavirus in that in that moment. That's why I've been tested so many times. It's ridiculous. I've had, had people shove that shit up my nose. And side note, I'm not doing the Chinese variant. <laughs> the Chinese variant, um, I'm not sure if we've spoken about this, but the Chinese variant of COVID-19 testing is they shove a squab up your ass. No, thank you. Not fun for me. That's that's not my idea of a good night. Um, uh, but I've been tested. So what? That's what makes the disease even more dangerous. I've been tested so many times, but I realize that when you're tested, you have to go home. You have to automatically go home because if you go out and have an interaction with another human being, you are in a risk. <laughs> Of exposing yourself to COVID-19 again. So, the vaccine is out. What makes us move toward a... What makes us move toward more of a normalcy? Uh, Dr. Fauci, who we have trusted in for, for all the time during this pandemic... Um, he was speaking, I think on, he speaks so much, <laughs> but he, he's realizing that we are trending in the right direction. The numbers for new cases are dropping dramatically. We are, and I watch the stats every day, which may or may not be healthy. Um, but I realize that the stats are, the, the numbers are dropping in, uh, really, really quick. And, I can tell you by probably spring or summer, hopefully they'll be where they were in September. Now, that's nowhere near where we need to be. <laughs> but I, I can tell you right now, we're probably still going to be wearing masks until the end of the year or into next year. I can tell you that right now. So just get that in your mind. <laughs> um, honestly, if you're sick, you need to be wearing a mask, period. I don't give a damn whether it's COVID, the flu, a cold. Wearing a mask, we have learned, is easier to keep sickness at bay. If you notice, and we've been saying this over and over again, in a lot of cities... We are <laughs> in a lot of cities in Asian countries and Japan and China. They already did the mask thing. <laughs> if they felt sick, they wore a mask because they live too densely and it's so easy to spread some stuff. So they already wore masks. So it wasn't that big of a deal to them to just be like, Hey, when you're out, wear a mask. Um, but moving forward, 
I think we're going to slowly get back to where we were. But I think a lot of us are going to be shell-shocked. This year has taken a toll, I think, on everybody's mental health. Um, <laughs> I was watching Saturday Night Live, and <laughs> shout out to Ega Wodum, uh, cause she did this, she did this parody called Loco, where <laughs> she realized we've been inside, we've basically been inside quarantining for a year now. And it's driving us nuts. <laughs> I can't bake any more bread. I can't. I hate Zoom. I hate Zoom now. I've been saying this for years. One of these days, I'm going to have a virtual background and it's going to be the pits of hell. I hate Zoom. I despise it. And the sad thing about it is I, yay, um, have started graduate school, get my MFA. So my MFA is going to be in creative writing. So yay for that, but I'm really stressed. And that's probably another reason why we haven't done a show in a minute. Um, but I have to do Zoom almost all the time. I work and we work socially distant. So we're always doing Zoom. So I think Zoom... <laughs> A piece of me, just a small piece, wishes I could have gotten some of that Zoom money right before the pandemic started because everybody does Zoom now. Everybody's on Zoom. And I think while we'll get back to a level of normalcy, there will be certain things that we are simply just going to continue adopting. Um... We're not going to, and I've been joking for years that like once this pandemic is over, everybody's going to go and get into a giant fuck pile in the middle of every major city. It's like Times Square, fuck pile. Like LA Live, fuck pile. It's like giant fuck pile under the bean in the middle of Chicago, you know? It's like fuck pile everywhere. That's, hopefully that's not the title of the show. <laughs> they, they bust us on profanity. <laughs> um, but I think certain things are going to be different. Certain things we are going to have to get, certain things we're going to get back. And I think certain things we're not going to get back. Um, And I can't tell you necessarily certain things that we won't get back, but we're going to be hypersensitive about any human interaction for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and I mean, it's unfortunate, but it is something that we are going to have to deal with. This has shell-shocked, and I hate using that term, but shell-shocked so many of us. And I am thankful for being able to survive it, but I also reflect a lot on people who simply did not. I mean, when we went into quarantine in March and April of last year, that was a very scary time. 
I mean, we, I didn't leave my house. If I had to be in contact with people, I wore gloves. I wore masks. I mean, when I went to the grocery store, I grabbed things off the shelves, took my mask, took my mask and my gloves off the second I walked out the door or washed everything down. And I mean, for the most part, I still wiped down my groceries. Because you don't know who has done it. Um, but we, it's just become a part of the normal. And this is unfortunately not. <laughs> um, so as we have been saying, as always, we always, always ask you to wash your hands, to stay six feet apart. We are going to get back to a level of normalcy. And I'm speaking as somebody who works in the theater industry, which has basically been shut the hell down minus friggin' virtual cabarets. I hate virtual cabarets. <laughs> I'm tired of virtual cabarets. I'm tired of virtual read throughs. I'm tired of all of the shit. <laughs> my, my industry has been completely shut down since this pandemic started. And I'm saying that as a person whose industry has been crippled by this, you still need to wash your hands. You still need to social distance. If you are in one of the sections where you can get your vaccine, I highly encourage you to get the vaccine. If you plan, if that, that's your choice, that is your choice, whether you want to get the vaccine or not. But if you don't, I highly suggest that you continue the social distancing practices until our numbers are down to a point where there won't be an insane outbreak that hospitalizes and unfortunately kills so many people. We haven't spoken to you guys since, good God, 2020. So also we have a new president in President Joe Biden. And he still owes us those stimulus checks. $2,000. Joe, I'm waiting on your ass. I have bills to pay just like everybody else. And even though I'm working, we have incurred so many ex so much extra crap from trying to keep ourselves safe. If you think them prices have not gone up, you're crazy. So, like I said, guys, be safe out there. And we're going to slide into recommendations. Okay, so I don't know whether people will be upset about this one, but I want you guys to go see Malcolm and Marie. There are, I will say this, Aesthetically, it's very, it's very beautiful. Um, I, this is a contention for a lot of people. A lot of people feel like the acting is bleh. But I understand the situations that's going around. Um, especially from John David Washington. They keep on saying John David Washington is one note. But here's the thing. People like that, people like Malcolm, are sometimes one note. 
I refute the notion that this man is doing a quote unquote Denzel impression. He is Denzel's son. We have been calling him Baby Zell on this show for a while. <laughs> but he is Denzel's son. He is not sitting here doing a quote unquote Denzel impression. An impression suggests that you have made your your you've taken somebody and done an impression of them, copying them from your perspective. This is a man who has spent 36 years of his life not just hearing King Kong ain't got shit on me or my nigga. This is a man who's literally heard this man say, son, go get me some toilet paper. Son, what's up with your grades? Son, dinner's ready. What the hell are you doing? And I'm proud of you. He's listened to this man for 36 years. There is unconsciously, he's not doing a Denzel impression unconsciously. That's his natural speaking voice. Genetics has a part to play in this. Y'all keep on trying to, and we get it. I do want to distance John David Washington from Denzel because they are not the same person. That is one person and that's a completely different person. But we also have to realize that he is still Denzel Washington's son. He's not doing some sort of impression of his dad. That's the way he naturally speaks. Now, let me say this really clearly on Malcolm and Marie. Those two motherfuckers are awful people. <laughs> Malcolm is... <laughs> Malcolm is an egotistical, narcissistic asshole. <laughs> with a complete and total lack of self-awareness. He does, he, he's, he's in a toxic ass relationship with her and it looks like that he's been spending most of his time being in a toxic ass relationship because that's just his mindset. He just goes after, watch the movie and make up your own impression of what you do, of, of, of the movie. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's an all black and white. If that fucks with you, I don't know what to tell you. But but I, I would still suggest people see this movie. I know that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it's Who's Afraid of Virginia? Watch the fucking movie. Watch the fucking movie and make up your own mind when it comes to that. That being said, it is time for the fuck yous. Okay. Fuck Ted Cruz forever. Fuck him forever. I think he's on he's completely made it on the fuck you list forever. He's sitting there next to Wendy Williams and everybody else. Um but this man is an unabashed asshole. And literally the most spineless motherfucker I have ever seen. Um, so we want to tell everybody we stand with Texas because the snowstorm that went through during Mardi Gras, actually, 
um, was a part of a larger snowstorm that hit Texas and is unprecedented. I mean, power has gone out from all areas of Texas. Meanwhile, their electric company, Gritty, is sitting up here charging people twelve, thirteen thousand dollars for power they literally don't fucking have. Shout out to DeAndre Upshaw um, exposing that shit. Um, but in all of this, Ted Cruz decided that he was going to take his ass to Cancun on a resort while everybody in his state basically freezed. And when I say freeze, I mean that literally multiple people have literally frozen to death in Texas because they don't have power enough for heat and the power that they are getting, they're getting charged $10,000, $9,000 for it. It's insane. Um, but he decided he was going to go to Cancun and when people spotted him in the airport, they called him out for it. And then he blamed his daughters, his 10 and 11 year old daughters. Well, my daughters wanted to go to Cancun. Maybe it's just me. And that's a definite possibility. But I have very rarely asked for something like that at 10 or 11 years old. Daddy, let's go to Cancun without getting smacked. <laughs> You don't can they don't control they don't control that. And plus, you decided that it was inhospitable for you. So you decided to flee to Mexico for a better life. There's so many people in Texas that simply cannot do that right now. There are people in Texas who still don't have any heat. They're sitting up here stealing pallets, wooden pallets to burn. There are people suffocating because they're turning the heat on in their car and keeping the car in the garage and they're dying from carbon monoxide poisoning. I saw a picture of him this past week, like loading a bottle, uh, a case of water in his car. Like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Seriously. You have got to be the most spineless asshole on the on the face of the planet Earth. And we always say that he has a punchable face, but he's got this like fucking mullet and this this beard now, which makes his face only more punchable. <laughs> so I, I so that being said, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. I am Soulboy30. Check me out on Snapchat. That's Lweber584. And check me out on arrogantobserversrants.blogspot.com. The cat's been taking a nap for a couple of months. <laughs> the cat's in his hibernation phase. It's too cold outside. There's coronavirus. He's got his mask on. He's actually in one of those like bubbles that you see on Amazon. But the cat's in his hibernation phase. He's taking a nap right now. But we do want to shout out the Fly With Bats podcast and the On The Lake podcast, who have also been taking a little bit of a hiatus um, as well. It's a lot of stuff going on. We've been doing shooting. It's, it's, been, it's been a lot. Um, but we also want to shout out the Self-Aware Millennial podcast. 
Shout out to J-Mix over there who has celebrated one year on the air. Go ahead and check out all of her, all of her episodes because the progression of it, just to seeing the show evolve to what it is, is amazing. I was in episode two as well. Um, Go ahead and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, the Sugar Sass and Sarcasm podcast, the Gray Area Anime podcast, uh, the Living Millennial podcast, and any other podcast that I have forgotten because it is 6 o'clock in the morning. I started this at 5.30 and I got to go to work now. <laughs> um, But like I said, shout out to my brother, Marty. He is out here doing his thing on POH. We just haven't gotten a chance to link up so far. And my my crap is still not working. So there's that too. Um, but until next time, as always, stay safe and six apart. I did that wrong. It's early. It's very early in the morning. I just want everybody to know that. <laughs> I want you... To stay conscious and six feet apart. Do not be an asshole. And until next time, see you later, folks. Bye.